Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. How are you guys doing today? There's a, there's a bunch going on on the inside of Crane, but today's episode is actually sponsored by Manscaped. i got to give a quick shout-out to the five VIP Patreon members before we get into today's episode. Uh, that would be Leander Gore, Lee Stanborn, Lefty Ollies, Lefty Ollies, huh? that's a cool name, Mark Lyon, and Mackenzie Cheerney. I think everybody over there has been enjoying the platform so far. It's, it's been pretty good. I enjoy being able to actually interact directly with all of you guys over there that have came over. If you guys would like to get yourself access, you guys can send me direct messages, or if you guys like to see all the videos with ads in them, uh, you need to go check out the Patreon, which is always linked in the very bottom of the or sorry, the very bottom of the video in the top of the description. Uh, we have this this thing set up because YouTube kind of sucks. Uh, in, in some ways, because they, they don't monetize all these videos out the gate, so we started it. So we also give Patreon members one exclusive video every single week. So thank you to everybody who has came over to the Patreon this far to, to support. Uh, support. It means everything. So North Korea, yes, they're still doing their weird things. In the past couple uh, couple days, which I'm not entirely sure why they feel they need to do this, this type of thing over and over again, but they fired 170 artillery shells into the buffer zone, which violated the 2018 Inter-Korean Agreement. Nothing came out of it, of course, and the North Koreans just got what they were looking for, and that was just a little bit of attention. Now, another country, that is another one uh, that's looking for attention, I guess you would say, and is just as irrelevant and weak as North Korea, and that would be Belarus. I told you guys in the last episode that they were, oddly enough, uh, trying to set up this counter-terrorist operation, uh, which they're pairing up or partnering with, somehow partnering with the Russians. Anyway, they're claiming that they're they're ready to to, to respond to any pro provocation pro provocations. I always jack this word up. Provocations from neighboring countries. This regional grouping will include seventy thousand Belarusian troops, which are going to be deployed in the western direction. Yes, towards NATO countries. Scary. The, pres- the president of Belarus himself has actually once again stated that he does not want to get involved with the war, which is kind of ironic because he actually let the Russians use his country to launch the invasion from, I, I, I don't know, that's where literally where they launched attacks from. I, he doesn't want to get involved, though. He's also claiming that uh, in these meetings that he's been going to inside of Warsaw, Americans have declared their will somehow, some way, go right through Belarus to get to somewhere he did not even claim. Yes, that doesn't really make any sense, but that's literally what came out of his mouth. They're going to come through my country and go, and where are they going to go? They're going to come through my country and go where? No response. So the Russian foreign ministry has also announced that and has also confirmed that they will be equipping Belarusian SU-25s to carry nukes. Yes. All right. Belarusian doesn't want to be a part of it. But apparently they're transferring dual-equipped Iskander uh, missiles or M systems, excuse me, to Belarus, which will be equipped to the SU-25s. He made sure to assure the world that they are not equipping the jets with actual nukes, but just make them capable of of carrying them. So basically, to put everything into perspective over the last 48-hour period, the Belarusian government is going to be staging 70,000 troops on their border because apparently a terrorist regime is now at the borders. Okay? They do not want to be a part of the war, but they're going to equip their jets to carry nukes. And Americans are going to be making their way through Belarus to land to an unknown place. I, I don't know. Harry Potter, like who, who knows where they're going to go? He didn't even give us a, a... They're going to be going to the Kremlin. So I have to be very fortunate 
Uh, so I've been very fortunate, I guess, in my li- in my life to to see best parts of the, of the planet and 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 the worst parts of the planet. I, I really have traveled a bit, and especially here recently. Uh, I, I mainly I'm talking about the other countries, um, the way they live. I've seen the worst and the best. I have. I, I've also seen other country militaries. I've spent a bit of time doing that kind of stuff, and and in those countries that think they're really powerful, which is like North Korea and Belarus. And, and honestly, they aren't. We all know this. And they think this because they don't really have an understanding of anything outside the little bubble they live in. I think this is what is really going on here with Belarus and Russia, really, at this point. Um, they don't fully comprehend exactly how powerful America really is because they don't really understand what is in front of their nose. It's all they can see. You know what I mean? They can't, they can't take the blinders off. When you live in a false sense of reality, then you're clearly, you, you think the way you do and you think that you're so powerful because of the country you live in. Because it's, it's kind of like when someone says, I, as you, uh, what's the best way to put it? You, don't, you just don't know anything different in regards to what powerful is. That's all you know. Смотрите, какой интересный груз. Ребятки тащат. Ага. Пушки? Это что это за пушки такие? С какого века? У машин сколько? Прикол. Вон их сколько. Под сопровождением. Фигня. Прикол. For instance, the clip that you just watched is of Soviet S-60s, which were made back in the 40s, I think, late 40s, 50s. Like, why in the world would a superpower superpower, we're going to use quotes here, it would be transporting weapons that should have been scrapped 40 or 50 years ago. It's because they don't know any different. Like, they don't have an understanding of how other countries like America, we don't play around with stuff like that. Why don't we have anything like that? The thing, well, well we do have one thing, the Modus. We'll say the Modus was used all the way back in World War II, still to this day, is probably one of the best machine guns ever. Okay. It's a thing. Like, America doesn't play around with stuff like that. We don't give our troops trash equipment like this. Like, we don't send people... All the stuff I am seeing is absolutely insane with regards to these 300,000 men that they've called. It is crazy. You also wouldn't see clips like this one. Now, this is a Russian air defense attempting to intercept an incoming Ukrainian rocket and or missile. But it turns out that their equipment is so trash like we've seen over and over again. It fails mid-flight and comes back down to Mother Earth. So they can't even stop stuff. So have you guys ever been shaving your ball sack and all of a sudden it just... You get the big clip. You can just clip it. You're like, oh, gosh, dang it, it's going to fall out of my... Like, have you ever that happened to you? It's happened to me. Like, have you ever tried to trim your balls and it turned into a Freddy Krueger film? <laughs> well, luckily, Manscaped is here to save your day and make sure you're feeling the best inside of your, your costume. Because, well, it's what's coming up. Halloween. Unlock confidence with the Performance Package 4.0. It's a full moon out, and the werewolf in your pants is howling. It's time to tackle problem with the Lawnmower 4.0. Their finely tuned pube products feature a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. Oh, and did I mention this trimmer is waterproof too? Yes, this trimmer is shower essential. You need this in the shower. Prop that leg up on the wall and you go, just get it. Don't have to worry about the nicks. You don't want the nicks. 
Those suck. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker, a total game changer to your men's hygiene arsenal. The Weed Whacker is a nose and ear trimmer that provides skin-safe technology that prevents nicks, snags, and tugs. No one likes to be going and just all of a sudden your little attachment is connected to your, to your nostril. You don't want that to happen, and it won't with Manscaped. Hey, seal the deal with Manscaped Liquid Formulations. Their Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toter will make sure your pumpkins stay fresh. God, this is a good... I like this. Manscaped also just launched their new body buffer. This is 100% antibacterial body scrubber. is just what you need to keep your fresh. Yes, your freshness and cleanness this Halloween season. Hey, Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their performance package 4.0. That would be Manscaped boxers and the Shed travel bag. Get 20% off plus free shipping. 20% off with free shipping with code SPEAK at manscaped.com. That is M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D, manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping using code SPEAK, all caps, at manscaped.com. Say trick or treat to your beautiful new Halloweeny with Manscaped. Get after it. Manscaped.com using code SPEAK to get free shipping that's what I'm talking about, plus 20% off. So satellite imagery has also shown us that the Kremlin has now moved 11 strategic bombers close to the Norwegian border. They have moved T-160s and T, uh, T, excuse me, TU-160s and TU-195s to this Russian airbase that's inside the Kola Peninsula. These places have actually had the, or these, excuse me, these planes have the capacity to attack targets inside of the United States and all over Europe with nukes. Okay, so they can touch anywhere. It's not going to happen. I hope it doesn't happen. But they've done it. I think it's more of a posturing thing. They've also been keeping tabs on the type of missiles the Russians have been utilizing during the war inside of Ukraine to keep uh, an estimated uh, what, what they have in the stockpiles and to get an idea, of course, of what they could possibly do. We know that the Russians this past Monday shot 80 or so precision missiles into Ukraine after the attack on the bridge, which, of course, in, f- in fact, accomplished absolutely nothing with over half of them being intercepted by air defense systems. And honestly, the attack ended up hurting the Russians' ability to hit Ukraine with these type of missiles because now, like, the supplies, like, they've been supplied by multiple different countries with advanced air defense systems, which is going to make it much more difficult for them to accomplish anything in the near future. They're also claiming that the Russians have used 60, 65 to 70% of its current stockpile of precision missiles so far inside of Ukraine. We keep hearing the same thing over and over again by the people on Russian state TV about the fact that they need to hit every single energy system inside of Ukraine with precision, precision missiles. But that isn't going to be feasible here soon. They won't have any of these things since they have roughly about 25, 28% of them left. Their current stockpile uh, is, is getting depleted. And the recent attacks by the Russians have given the Ukrainians the ability to find weak points in their air defense and fill those gaps with these better systems that will not allow this thing to happen. Okay. Another thing to consider is the fact before sanctions, the Russians only had the ability to generate two caliber cruise missiles a month. That's two. So at that rate, we're talking about decades to replenish the amount of stockpile they currently went through. Чем Булгаков подвести Министерство обороны, на мой взгляд, не мог никто. А если он не подвел, а блестяще справился, как в свое время с сирийским экспрессом, за что был награжден званием Героя Российской Федерации, то пусть объяснит, где все то, что должно было быть на складах для мобилизованных. Где это все? Если, как считает генерал-полковник Горемыкин, все есть и ничего не надо, 
Тогда объясните это мобилизованному, извольте подойти к ним и объяснить. Гремыкин, если хочет, может отдать все, что у него есть. Губернии тратят деньги, скупают, гражданское общество помогает. А куда делать все то, где должно было быть на складах? Это всего лишь 400 тысяч. С той стороны миллион. It also seems like the Russian civilian population is now realizing themselves that their motherland of the Great Russia doesn't have the ability to facilitate their needed supplies for the troops they've actually forced into mobilization. This guy's tone has drastically changed in the past few weeks in regard to how he speaks about his military and their capabilities. I don't believe he thinks this war isn't just. I believe he's just concerned that there is a chance that they could actually lose. In fact, this, pro this, this thought process is true. They will lose at some point. Почему народ-то так обрадовался, когда мы два дня работали по целям? Потому что же были сомнения, а есть ли нам чем работать по целям? Потому что когда чего не хватишься, ничего нет, то же начинаешь сомневаться во всем. For instance, we would have never seen him play something like this, casting doubt on the Russians' ability to pull from their stockpiles of weapons, which, what was he just talking about? One referencing... These recent strikes. Hey, they feel like they can't even trust the Russian government when they say things that are going to, to hit back, like after the bridge strikes, because they know they're now doubting everything they're saying. They're not going to have the correct munitions to do so. This question also should have been asked with regards to their ability to utilize the nukes, okay, that they have within the arsenal. How well maintained are they or even the capable of being used? Кстати, по поводу того, как сейчас и что ведется, у меня вот вопрос. Назначили генерал армии Суровикина, командующим группировки. А это что значит? Да, вот, ну просто, чтобы понять. А какие у него полномочия? Ну то есть для того, чтобы быть уверенным, что его назначили не козлом отпущения, чтобы на него списать все ошибки, а его назначили для того, чтобы он решил боевую задачу. Но если его назначили, чтобы он решил боевую задачу, тогда, я надеюсь, ему все необходимые полномочия дали, то есть где-то это, надеюсь, закоплено, чтобы не пытались палки в колеса вечные конкуренты вставлять, чтобы виновные в том, что мы с середины лета топчемся, все нам объясняли гигантские вот там всем задумки. А по результату -то? Результат то где? Я уже слышал, как армия перекладывает все на таинственных политиков, которые не дают. Сейчас кто и что не дает, скажите обществу. Понадобилось 300 тысяч мобилизованных. Понятно. 156 раз спрашиваю. Армия миллион 150. Где они? Или это так же, как коммуниция на складах? Или все-таки они есть? Кто ввел в заблуждение, в каком этапе министра обороны? Вели ли его в заблуждение? Зачем это делают? Почему докладывают на разных уровнях лживую информацию? Какое за это наказание предусмотрено? Как можно принимать решение, если не понимать, что происходит?
не обладать точной информацией. Цена слишком велика. Судьба Родины. Well, that's one way to try and get the message across to your country that they're just sucking currently. It needs to get things together. The Ukrainian military also has just struck Russia within their own country last night. They hit Belgorod at the power plant, which caused the entire city to go black. So they're planning to take over and hit every single Ukrainian power station. Somewhat backfired, and they end up losing one of their own. If you didn't know, the United States has actually now just sent them, that is, I say them, Ukrainian government, $725 million more in military aid, which included 200 Humvees. Quite a bit. 500 Excalibur artillery rounds, which are very, very precise. 23,000, yes, 23,155 millimeter artillery rounds. 5,000 anti-tank weapons. 5,000 remote anti-mines. Harm 88 anti-radar missiles, which have done really well, by the way. We'll talk about it here in a second. Additional HIMARS ammunition, which is good because they didn't have to send them more HIMARS because they haven't lost any. Because the Russians can't touch them. My God. Да я все там же, нахуй. В Николаевской области, брат. Пацанов убило много. Вот, моих, которых я много лет знал. Вот, много, много пацанов погибло. Хохлы на самом деле, это нормально. Нормально, А что ему еще делать? Они все там защищаются себя. Вот, вот у меня, брат, трое детей, жена, нахуй. Они, блядь, живут в служебке, в квартире, нахуй. Я, блядь, от того, что я присяду, они вообще, блядь, Понимаешь, если бы я, если бы я только за себя рассчитывал, я бы, блядь, и подумал бы над этим, понимаешь. Я бы уже, меня давно, блядь, здесь не было, потому что съебался бы, блядь, давно отсюда. Мы от этого не умрем от холода. У нас одежды много, нахуй, теплой. Мы от холода не умрем. А вот эти вонючие, блядь, ублюдки, вот эти, вот эти в Италии, в Германии, нахуй, блядь. Я, знаешь, я когда узнал, что, блядь, я когда узнал, что с Австралии, с Австралии, понимаешь, оружие на Украину поставляют, я просто охуел. Я говорю, так там же кенгуру одни живут. К вам мобилизованных подводят? Сейчас, короче... Я, я, я слышал, что сейчас они, блядь, вот у нас, вот, э, Херсон, короче, сзади нас, это ты. Вот, я слышал, что сейчас, короче, там уже, блядь, и чеченцев, блядь, привезли. Ну, блядь, ну, начинают, начинают привозить, понял? Что бы там ни говорили, не рассказывали, это все чушь полная. Чушь. Вот, мы, блядь, тут живем, блядь, сначала. Ничего, блядь, нет. Все сами, блядь, мутимся, делаем что-то. Now, another quality call has actually been intercepted to give you guys an understanding of what is like on side, or excuse me, inside of Ukraine on the ground as a Russian soldier. And this one's actually coming out from just outside of Kyrgyzstan, which the Ukrainians have just now started to kick back off their counteroffensives, which we're going to talk about here in a second. And I'm very glad we get to show the irony all in one segment, all in one episode for y'all to really hit home on the fact that the main problem inside of Russia is they cannot be truthful with themselves and one another with 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 regards to the current situation on the ground. Like, and there's stockpiles of weapons, it is. Чем более эффективной будет наша стратегия и наши действия, тем лучше будут наши позиции на переговорах. Потому что, так или иначе, с американцами и с Западом нам придется вести переговоры. 
даже если мы достигнем, хотелось бы, хотелось бы надеяться, больших успехов на Украине с военной точки зрения, нам все равно придется в какой-то момент вести переговоры с американцами и Западом. Да. Пока что они к таким переговорам не готовы, они думают, что они могут нас додавить. Поэтому сейчас важно, можно здесь ругаться, спорить, там, за переговоры, с кем вести, не с кем вести. Сейчас важно обеспечить такие условия на фронте, в первую очередь на фронте, чтобы американцам и Западу пришлось вести с нами переговоры. Причем не на их э, условиях, а в том числе и на наших. По поводу чего менять, чего не менять. Террористической операции, я считаю, что это уже мера вчерашнего дня. Угу. Сейчас нужно взвинчивать военные действия, взвинчивать, поднимать их до такого уровня, чтобы Украину парализовала просто-напросто. Другого варианта нет. Другого варианта скорого выхода из этой ситуации нет. Мы должны победу обеспечить буквально в короткие сроки. Это для нас очень важно. Я объясню почему. В США сейчас запущен процесс расширения производства вооружений. Угу. На это понадобится до полутора лет. И если мы протянем в Украину просто-напросто, хлынет вооружение огромным потоком. И если там не будет хватать людских резервов на Украине на самой, значит, эти людские резервы будут добываться в той же самой Польше, в той же самой Словакии. А у нас есть ресурсы сейчас да. для того, чтобы быстро все это закончить? У нас достаточно ресурсов, чтобы быстро это закончить сейчас. У нас есть арсеналы. У нас, кстати, забитые склады э, боеприпасами, э, точнее, авиационными бомбами гравитационными. Просто забиты эти склады. Только нужно, нужна политическая воля на их применение. На нанесение ковровых ударов с воздуха. So now you have one military expert claiming they do not have enough clothes to outfit their entire mobilized men, and then another one claiming they have so many bombs stored up that they're overflowing with them. Now Are you starting to see what we're talking about when the main problems inside of Russia, what it could actually be? All right, well, the Ukrainian military is doing some work in the northern part of the country, which I've actually got some mapping here. My mapping program started to kind of work today. It's still kind of bugging out a little bit, but we can show you. So we are looking. We got Kupians just right here. All right. Yes, there's a bit going on, and you can see it right there. They've been cut off. That is right. The Ukrainian military has been doing some work. And I feel our track record here on this channel is very good. Because the last episode, or the one prior, I think it was, one of the two, I had actually said by the end of the weekend, which we're coming up tomorrow, I could see the Ukrainian military could be cutting off the Russians inside of Sivitov area on that main route. And it seems they have. Not, not only the Ukrainians have cut off this element just outside of Kupiansk, they've actually forced them into a situations like we've, we've said. They're, they're, they're not, I don't know why, they can't get this, I don't know. They either had to retreat. Uh, out of the northern part of, of Kupiansk, which is now going to be significantly difficult because now the Ukrainians have hindered their ability to actually do so and to save their men's lives. you got this pocket of Russians right here. Look at that. Like, it's either incompetence or ego. Whichever it is, the Russians are showing their inability to actually see the situation as it's playing out right in front of them, and the Ukrainians are taking advantage of it. If I can see it from here, Inside of my office in the United States, if I can see what's going to happen, why can't the rush like this literally playing? It's playing out exactly how we said it would. They're going to go through. They're going to cut them off on this P07 route. What they do? They went over there and they cut them off. Granted, I don't know exactly where they're going to do it. Somewhere between Sivitov and Kupiansk, which is, of course, a very long span. But they did it. And now you've got a pocket of Russians, which we said in the last episode of the one before that, they're going to get trapped up here and they have no way to get back. And not only that, you have Ukrainians who are pushing north right now of Kupiansk. 
my God, what are these Russians inside of this area going to do? Which I'm going to clean this up. These, these troops right here. What are those ones going to do? Where are they going to go? There's no main routes going that way. They can't just pull back. You're talking inside of these areas. There's not a lot of main roads. Like, look, there's some over here. Like, these are big enough roads for them to get their, their these are bigger two-track roads where they can actually, or, well, I say two-track, four, four tracks. So you can have, you know what I mean? Two vehicles on either side, two lanes. They can actually drive these bigger up-armored vehicles on them over here inside this country. They're not going to be able to do it. We're going to drive these these tanks across just flat open ground. It's going to be super wet, which I've seen a lot of videos. It's raining tremendously inside this area right now, by the way. That's a weather update. So being said, what are they going to do? The Ukrainians are also carrying out these attacks like like we haven't seen in the past northern regions as well. They're like inside this area. In the last 48 hours, uh, they've taken out two Russian air defense systems while carrying out 25 airstrikes of their own on other targets which they haven't had the ability to do so for a very, actually probably this entire war inside this area at all. Now we are, we are starting to see the, the entire collapse happen right in front of our eyes once again on the Russian lines, which is going to give the Ukrainians the ability to hit them even harder as they attempt to find a way to stop the oncoming offensive all through here, all the way down to Sivitov. That's what I'm talking about. These Russians are going, I don't know what they're going to do. Really? I don't know what they're going to do. This pocket of men, they're either going to have to fight their way back through, which... They're going to have to deal with the Russians, or excuse me, the Ukrainians on the northern side and their southern side. I don't know what, what in the world. These guys right here, I don't know what they're going to do. I really don't. Don't know which way they're going to go. Kind of feel bad for them. They're kind of stranded. Well, actually, I don't really feel bad for them, but you know what I mean? Their incompetence of their leadership led them to be stuck there. Pretty much what's happened. All the ones that are through here, they're going to protect Sevato. They're going to have to. They're going to draw back or come back here, set up defensive lines all along here, like we said multiple times. That's, this, is, this is the next huge battle that's going to happen. What we're witnessing right now, when it goes to war games or whatever it's being done, the Ukrainian commanders are doing an absolutely phenomenal job at hitting the Russians exactly where they need to be hit in order to allow their offensive to continue forward inside of this area. It's exactly what they need to be doing. And it's they're doing it fairly well. This this element's over here. I'm gonna clean this up real quick. I got to thinking about this. So you have Kuzmika, which is right here. You guys can see this main route that goes this way. I think that could be in play right now. I think. I could be in play. I think that, that that I could see that being a possibility just because that allow them to get north of Civito, which that means they can hit them from three separate sides. And I know along this entire uh, line right now, by the way, I, this entire thing, the Ukrainians are absolutely pounding the Russians with artillery. So I think that that could be his play. I'm not going to say that's going to be. I think that's going to be it, though. I think they're going to go north. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, there's been no change on the eastern side of, of Ukraine outside of Bakhmut, so I'm not going to show you guys over there. The Russians have been still trying to take ground, haven't had any success. Just south of that, they've now toned down their attacks after ramping them up for the past week because they've had zero success, and they've lost a bunch of men in the process. And this is the area I'm talking about. All through here, not a lick of anything. They haven't gained anything. So we're actually going to scroll through here. We haven't talked about this, this area very much. This is the southern part of Ukraine. There's been a lot going on, and you guys remember we, I think it was, we'll talk about it here in a second, but one of the things that was just given to Ukraine again inside this next package, it's pretty beneficial, and you're going to find out why. Now, in the southern region, some of stuff's going to blow your mind. So, the Ukrainians have destroyed three S-300 surface-to-air complexes in Berniansk, okay? Berniansk is down here. How in the world did they do that? And they did this with, with, with jets, not with high Mars or anything like that, Okay. This was two days after they actually took out three Russian S-300 complexes inside of Tokmak. Look at those. You guys see where this is at? This is an area they haven't touched in a long time. 
So Ukraine was able to take these things out because this is deep behind enemy lines, by the way, because they're able to adapt these harms, okay, harm, which is uh, supplied by NATO, which means, well, I think it was, I say NATO, but America, high-speed anti, uh, anti-radiation missiles, okay? They are attaching these things to SU-27s and MiG-29s. So they're actually taking these things and attaching them, and they just got more of them inside this, um, this $725 million package. This is extremely interesting because taking out these surface-to-air missile complexes will allow the Ukrainian military the ability to fly around in this airspace with less worries to be had when it, with regards to being shot down. So if they're taking these things out on the southern portion of the country, they're doing this for a reason. They're softening them up to allow them freedom of movement because down in this area is really flat. It's all farmland. So what are they going to do? I, I don't know. This one's, this one's kind of interesting. We see them start taking out more and more and more of these, and the Russians aren't able to actually stop them. you also got to realize the, the, the bridge, the, the bridge itself that's been hit, I Actually, I can't, I, I can't bring that up. Well, we'll talk about it here in a little bit, and maybe in a couple days. But speaking to some guys inside of Ukraine, I can't. I, they said give it a couple more days, so I'm going to give it a couple more days. Anyway, the biggest piece of mapping is going to be happening over inside the Kyrgyzstan region, which we're going to talk about here in a second. All right, so down over here, coming out of the northern side of Kyrgyzstan, okay, they're, they've been pushing south to Milov. Okay, this is, this is probably one of the bigger areas we're going to talk about. The, the counteroffensive has actually kicked off inside of Kyrgyzstan after a few-day pause. It's paused after a few days, I think like three or four days. Now, the Ukrainians have been trying to take the area north of Milo right now. Okay, we're making, as we're making this episode, literally right here. Okay, just north of Milo. I'm hoping to check back with you guys uh, in the next coming day or day or two, um, hopefully tomorrow, to see what kind of progress is made inside of this area. But as of right now, the southern portion of Ukraine is getting, is getting really interesting. With them being able to hit these things, that they haven't been able to touch this entire war with air assets, not just artillery pieces or high Mars, but actual physical air assets. It's very interesting. I, I think it's, and these, these harms, I believe the way they work is they go after radar systems, essentially. And I, I'm pretty positive that's the way they work. I'm, I, I'm fairly confident saying that, but... So that's pretty much it. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I will see you guys either tomorrow and or the next day, most likely tomorrow because there's quite a bit going on. Uh, other than that, I do love you guys. I'm out. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.